Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. We go down to Bradenton, Florida, and welcome Andrew Destin, who is the new beat writer for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Obviously has covered the Pirates in the past, has covered the Penguins, and you are in a much warmer press box, my friend. <laughs> that I most certainly am. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's uh Balmy here, it's a little bit warmer than uh, close to the ice sheet at PPG, so I'll gladly take it. Yeah, it's not bad. It was warm here. It was like 62 this morning. Now it's uh, it's going to be 28 tonight. So, yeah, now is the time where none of us want to hear how warm it is. <laughs> hey, is there a festive atmosphere down there? Like, are people, they have trees, they're putting presents out, they've got stockings because it's Paul Skeen's Eve. Yeah. Can what, you feel about- it down there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can certainly feel just, uh, you know, walking around today at Lecom and obviously, you know, for, you know, reasons, uh, you know, nothing specific to why he was chosen to start tomorrow uh, out there in Sarasota, of course, against the Orioles. Um, you know, uh, manager Derek Shelton today was saying as much that it's, you know, just kind of how things worked out, that it wasn't to keep him away from the Pirates fans or anything of that sort at Lecom. But you can tell, I mean, come on, this is a big deal, right? And Paul, you know, as he tends to be pretty locked into the process, got a chance to talk to him today um, during the game uh, just ahead of his big start tomorrow. Um, but come on, for this guy, this is nothing compared to pitching in a college World Series game, but it certainly still matters. But you can you can feel the buzz certainly around here in Bradenton, that's for sure. So what did he say about it? Um, well, I'll throw a word at you, compete. Um, it's one that Paul likes to use, and it's an accurate thing because – um, it's something that he likes to turn to. Um, this is somebody who is obviously always locked in on the process, locked in on the moment, um, very driven, um, somebody who wants to do his best and obviously understands the magnitude of this moment, but isn't going to talk himself up about it because that's not in Paul's nature. Um, so today he was talking about wanting to compete, wanting to come out of it healthy, um, all, saying all the right things as he tends to do. But Paul is certainly looking forward to it. You can tell um, there's maybe a slight tinge of nervousness, which – um, wow. You know, is not something that's in his vocabulary, but you can tell that it's uh, maybe antsy is the right way of describing it, of being fired up, wanting to get into that moment and want to get out there on the mound. Joined by Andrew Destin from the Post-Gazette, and we're talking about Paul Skeens here, and we'll, we'll talk some other stuff with the Pirates as well. I'm sure he said when asked about timeline or anything like that that he just wants to compete and that it's out of his hands. Uh, he can only do what he can do. But do you have a sense from the team that they're leaning – one way or another, or if that anything that he does this spring is going to impact whether he starts with Pirates. Yeah, it's tough to say, right, because there's so many external factors there, right? And you have to remind yourself of what did this guy do last year when it came to pitching in the minor leagues, right? I mean, just given the season that he had 
at LSU, how many innings that he had there, and you know, only pitching six and two thirds, whatever the exact number was uh, in minor league baseball. So to me, there's the sample size and just you know, extrapolating that against other prospects that we've seen come along, how quick of an ascension that would be. Um, it's certainly something that's uh, you know, it's, it would be pretty unprecedented for Paul to break camp. That's not to say that's not possible. If there's anybody who could do it, it is Paul. But, um, you know, gut feeling on my end for sure. Um, I would say that the odds are more likely than not if I'm not breaking camp. Um, but that's, you know, my words, uh, if anything. So I look at it as, hey, this is a guy who if he pitches to his capabilities and makes it, you know, uh, proves his point and makes it a non-starter for the Pirates. That's a different conversation. But I'd say for the time being that more than likely this is a guy who probably starts in the minor leagues. But if he forces the issue, uh, Pirates are going to have to answer some tough questions, that's for sure. Second only to preseason action in the NFL and the overreaction to that uh, can be <laughs> that, well, the Pirates offense stinks to, oh, the Pirates would own the Atlanta Braves. Bring on the Braves. Uh, from a last couple of days standpoint, I want to ask you about a couple of guys. Uh, two of them are pitchers. What did – Quinn Priester show, and what did you think about Rowanzi, or what are they saying about they thought about Rowanzi's uh, first chance and, and what could be a big year for him? Yeah, certainly. Honestly, a big year for both guys. But I would say that with Priester, um, you know, that's something that you can probably take a lot more stock in. Um, just based off of this, something I wrote today, um, but the hard slider that he threw, this was something that was touching at 87, 88 miles an hour. It looked more like a cutter. Um, he was hesitant to call it as much, but that's something that you look at and say, hey, this is 87-88 with some legitimate action off it. This is a guy who's not going to blow it past you, right, sitting 93-94 with that fastball. He's going to need to be a guy who can dance a little bit, who can, you know, he can pitch tunnel with you, hit you with the four seam, work a sinker off it, uh, in on righties, out on lefties, et cetera, vice versa, when you got a cutter slash slider that's working for you. And we saw that today. And that's a really important thing to have it be firm, have it be fast, and really mess with hitters. And that worked out really well for him today against the Tigers lineup that had some big leaguers in it, right? It wasn't the total B squad. Um, so I look at it as that's a big positive takeaway. Um, with Rowanzi, there was some good. There was some bad. I take it as, you know, we still have a lot to learn there. Certainly a much more positive feeling with Priester, um, especially given the, you know, the way that he finished out the season his rookie year which honestly you can say about both guys that they probably had years they would like to forget. Um, but with Rowanzi, it's a different case because I think with him, it's much more about p- pitching freely, pitching to his abilities, letting that arm rip. Um, he felt more comfortable, said as much, looked more comfortable, um, but there's still some issues about command, had six straight balls at one juncture where he kind of lost it. So with him, it's a lot more about that feel versus with Priester, it's a lot more about polishing that arsenal. I think we saw a little bit of that today. Safe to say that Keller, Gonzalez, and Perez are the top three. And if so, any inside track on four or five? I know we mentioned two guys that could be in that battle. Yeah, I think you guys throw in a couple of names in there too, right? You got to, first off, safe to say with those three, of course, in one, two, three in that order. Um, but I think you got to throw in a Luis Ortiz. Um, he was another guy who pitched freely, was touching close to 99 miles an hour uh, with the fastball, I believe that was yesterday that he threw. So that's one guy that you got to point to as well. Um, and another is Bailey Falter. Um, he's a name that maybe isn't being thrown around as much, but this is a guy who got seven starts last year, has a lot of starting experience, 31 starts in the big leagues under his belt, um, pitched in a postseason game for the Phillies as recently as 2022. So Bailey Falter is another name to throw out there. Um, but when you look at it, yeah, I would say that probably Priester is a guy who's got a slight inside track based off of just what we saw today. 
again, that's February overreaction, spring training baseball, me talking. But um, Priester certainly looked good. Contreras and Ortiz, I'm probably in a similar spot with both of them. Maybe faults are lagging behind the other two. But um, you got to feel good about Priester. I think Ortiz or Contreras, whichever of those guys looks to be more confident, can rely on their skills, rely on their abilities better. Um, that might be the guy that we see uh, at, get that fifth spot. Post goes that Pirates beat writer Andrew Dustin joining us here on 93.7 The Fan. Is second base, do you get the sense that it's Baguero's job to lose? Is it an open competition? How do you see that playing out? Uh, you know, I think Baguero's job to lose is probably, you know, too narrow of a way of looking at it, Jeff. Um, you know, I think that certainly he showed a lot last year. Um, but the reality is there's another guy named Jared Triolo that might be forcing the issue. Um, Triolo and a lot of big league teams would be a starting third baseman. I look at him, the position versatility, how good of an athlete he is, how much more comfortable he's gotten at second base, and how good of a bat he's swung so far. Again, it's early in spring training, but just given the way he finished the 2023 season, given the way that Pagaro finished the 2023 season, and you can say that about Nick Gonzalez too. He kind of labored down the stretch, got sent back to the minors, um, Triolo got sent to the minors too, but he came back and went on a tear in September. Um, and it looks like he's kind of picked up right where he left off. Um, Triolo is a guy who stands out to me as, hey, this is somebody who maybe has the inside track. Um, I think Piguero is right there as well. Maybe Gonzalez lagging behind a little bit. G1 Bay showing some nice things at both second and center. Um, but I really like Triolo right now. I love the game that he's bringing to the table. Well, you know, if based on spring training numbers, Tamar Johnson's ready to go in the majors. <laughs> he sure looks good, though, Jeff. I mean, Dude. come on, for a 19-year-old, hitting it out of the park twice like that, showing a good bat. The glove is still coming along. The defense is coming along. But tomorrow's going to be a fun one to watch here in a couple of years in Pittsburgh, yeah, but just probably not this year. It's pretty crazy what he's doing down there. Who do you get? I mean, Rowdy's going to be the starting first baseman. Is that where Triolo might find his niche if, if Piguero is the starter, that he can be a guy that can float over to first, he can play second? Uh, he could play third in a pinch. There would be a reason that Cabrian's not there. Uh, who do you look at? Who backs up per, uh, Rowdy Telez? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Yeah, I mean, it could be true. Although I look at Connor Joe, though. I mean, he's swung a good bat here, too. And also, just look at what he, the body of work he put forth last season, basically as close to an everyday player, playing in whatever, 100 games or what it was, getting a lot of time moving around the outfield, too, getting time at first base. He's got a solid glove there. He's versatile, too. So I look at both those guys, Connor Joe and Jared Triolo, as probably the right-handed bat platoon to Telez. Um, I think maybe Joe has a little bit more of an inside track there because I think they're really seeing what they got with Triolo at second base. Um, and that's just a matter of, um, you know, making better use of his defense. Triolo has a great glove. That's not to say that first base defense doesn't matter, but you can probably get away a little bit easier with having Connor Joe at first and having Triolo moving around the diamond than the inverse. And that's not to say that Joe isn't a good defender, but he's probably better suited as a first base outfield kind of guy than he is getting those reps at second, even though that's something that he did a little bit last season, you know, pregame over the off season, he said as much, but um, I think Joe probably looking as the backup first baseman and Triolo is a guy who if those reps are going to come elsewhere besides second, it's more about bouncing around the entire field, outfield included, maybe. Have you seen Anthony Salometo pitch yet? No, not yet in person. I've been down here since uh, since I got down here on Monday. Um, man, I'm losing track of the days. But right. I have seen him pitch in person back in Altoona, and that was impressive in its own right. Talk about a funky motion, but uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be fun. <laughs> I mean, as a guy who grew up, you know, watching a lot of his starts. I mean, when I first saw him, it was like Baumgartner. Yeah. Yeah, I see that a little. Hides the baseball kind of with the crossfire. I can see that. I think Salomeno probably throws a little bit harder, too, honestly. Um, but it's also, you know, younger. He got, you know, down the stretch, lost a little bit of velo. But I can see that relation there. I mean, I, I can't say I put the two together until now. So, Jeff, I'm going to tip my cap to you on that one. Or, you know, blame me when somebody says, no, that's not, they're not even close. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, it is, I, I've kind of saved the, one of the biggest questions, if not the biggest, of spring training for, for last. Henry Davis, is he a major league catcher? Uh, from what little you've seen him, is he a guy that that can handle that position and be you know be able to do it at a major league level? I think it's getting there. Um, I think based off what I saw last year in the minors and what we saw in brief instances in the big leagues, um, the potential is certainly there. The arm talent is great; it's unquestionable. The receiving skills, they're still coming along, um, but it's better this year. It's better this spring training. He's coming along. He's getting in a better spot. Um, it's a tough decision, right? I'll put it this way. They wouldn't have signed Yasmani Grandal if they weren't completely confident and set on Henry being the opening day catcher, right? Um, but that's still to say that this March coming up here, it's going to be really important to get Henry reps, get him five innings every other day, get him five, six, seven as it continues along in spring training. I think those reps are going to be supremely valuable to him. Now, is he ready right now? It's tough to say. I think it's close. I think you can take a chance with him if you hope that the bat plays. But strictly defense right now, there's still plenty of room to grow. And you'd expect that of any young player. So it's, it's coming along. Might not be ready quite yet. You, you probably remember the backlash before he headed down to Florida. But, I mean, the reaction here of him, him potentially going to AAA was not, uh, was not positive. Do you? Do you think that really is a potential where they could send him down to work on that part of his game and him not be with the big club when they come north or at least start major league games? I'll say there's potential with this caveat. We have to remember that Henry got called up to the majors basically before he was ready to be an MLB catcher. So there are still valuable reps there that haven't taken place, whether that's at the spring training level, whether that's in AAA. 
Um, there are reps that just didn't take place. This is a guy who did not spend a lot of time in AAA. He started the year in Altoona last season while Andy was in Indianapolis because the idea was to get both of them tons of catching reps. So there's a number that Henry has still missed out on at that next highest level to the big leagues. Now, would I say that it's likely that he starts down there? Probably not. I would say that it's more likely than not that he starts with the team in Pittsburgh. But if it happens, it happens. And I'm saying that because there's a lot of catching reps he's missed out on. It would be valuable to him. It would behoove him. And if they think that they've got something solid in Grandal that can hold them for a little while for the month of April, get Henry more of those everyday regular reps, then sure, why not? Um, but I would say that that's probably still more unlikely than likely at this juncture. Did you stay up to watch the Penguin game last night? <laughs> I watched the first period. Uh, I was just texting some friends of mine about this. I watched the first period, saw Jari make a couple nice saves, get down 2 nothing, and go, okay, well, this game's over. Wake oh, up. no. I can't believe it. It's the spring training, man. The Florida sun, it beats you down. I was up at 630. That's early for me. I know. I'm sure people are tuning out to me now, but – uh, but I was I went to bed I went to bed early I woke up and saw Carlson got the winner and truly could not believe that they won the game but uh, heck of an effort and certainly caught up with the game a little bit on recap watching the condensed film and uh, yeah I don't know that my colleague Joe Starkey could have put it any better that was perhaps the most important win and yeah. best win of the season for the Penguins yeah I agree I, I think Joe's on top of that as well Andrew Bert uh, sent some warm up up here we need some warmth. It's going to be cold the next day or two. Uh, so when you come back, make sure you bring some of that with you. Uh, good luck on your new beat. Congrats. And I uh, look forward to talking to you again. Thanks so much, Jeff. I'll make sure to bring back some sand with me. How about that? Nice. That's a guarantee. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.